Hey, welcome back to the NFS Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. And this is episode 237. We interrupt this launch. Um, 273? 273, what did I say? <laughs> 237. A little bit of... Uh, you know, I'm dyslexic, so, you know, it's. I was, I was actually reading the screen. Sorry, apologies. Words um, are hard. Um, you know, it didn't even take me 30 seconds to have a words are hard moment this this week. <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 on top of it. All right. Uh, so this week we are talking One Division season one episode four. Um, don't forget to go sign up for our Patreon for as little as two dollars. Um, you can get all of the um, Patreon exclusive commentaries that we're doing for the show this season. And if you like them, let us know what show coming up you'd like us to do next. Uh, and then we've got uh, the penultimate epi- season five episode of The Expanse, Winnipesaki. It's fun to say. Say it. Yeah. <laughs> Winnipesaki. Winnipesaki. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, but kicking off this uh, nonsense this week, uh, we got some news bites. So, you know, I put this first one in here just to mean it to be like a quick thing. But I'm I'm genuinely excited about this because if um I wasn't nerdy enough, I do actually get stamps. So I have a question. What are postage stamps? <laughs> so postage stamps They're... are these little stickers that you put in the top right <laughs> corner of a uh, of a of an envelope, which is a folded up piece of paper that's kind of glued together with a flap that you put a letter in, which is something that you use a pen, which is a device with ink in it, to write on a piece of paper, which is essentially just a ground up tree that's like freeze dried and then you uh, fold the paper over you put it into the envelope you close the envelope and you put the stamp on there and then after you write down your information you send it to a friend so why don't you just text them or email them <laughs> um you know because really like texting and email it's all um you know spied upon by by people and if you really just want to get your get your stuff done you write someone a letter dude <laughs> i wonder how many people out there like dude no never... people out there they're still so, so stupid like you know honestly like if you're gonna do something nefarious write a letter and like just plan a couple weeks out in advance yeah well i was gonna say like i wonder how many people have not actually sent a letter um i mean are we talking like just recently or in their lives in their lives i i bet you a lot of people that have been born how many millennials haven't oh i have no idea there i think there's something like 40 million millennials so that plus the zoomers we're probably looking at close to 65 million people who have never written a letter I know one of my coworkers a few years ago said her, I think it was her son or some something, son or nephew, didn't know how to write a check. It's like. Uh, I had to write a check the other day, and Angel was like, do you even remember how to do that? I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I grew up in a time where that's all we had. I mean, I remember yeah. before there were credit cards because I'm old AF, just like you. Anyway, the postal stamps. <laughs> They're Star Wars they postal stamps, cool. and they're yeah. the droids. So, and it's got R two, IG eleven, K two SO, DO, L three three seven for whatever reason, um, BD BB eight, C three PO, Gonk the power droid, two one B the surgical droid, and Chopper. Wah, 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 wah. 
So, I think um, Chopper's my favorite one in how he talks. Like, well, he's voiced by Dave Filoni too, so I think that's the best thing. <laughs> so, um, no, I'm really excited. So, like, I have like the Batman stamps and the Harry Potter stamps and like a bunch of space and like NASA stamps. So, um, yeah, I'm actually pretty excited for this. Um, and the the um, the proceeds will go to help support STEM learning is initiatives across the country, which is uh, very, very important. And they'll be here in the spring of 2021. And I will definitely buy, be buying at least three sheets. <laughs> so, uh, yes, giant nerd on this side of the conversation this week. <laughs> yeah, I saw, it was funny when, when I looked at the show notes and I saw that and I'm thinking, uh okay you're like but then i looked at (laughs) why is brian leading with stamps (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then i read the article i was like okay that's kind of cool so yeah so anyway uh stamps are fun stamps stamps are a a cool thing to collect i think um maybe not uh but they're star wars and star wars is commonly known also as life (laughs) star wars is life Anyway, is that going to be a hashtag? Uh, yeah. Trending. So, <laughs> moving on, uh, Kong Skull Island is getting um, changed into a TV show, or well, I guess uh, spun off into a TV show is the right word, and it's going to be on Netflix. Um, and it's, it's going to be f- animated. Is it okay? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's you're an right. anime. Yeah. Uh, kind of type show so and they're focusing on the shipwrecked characters so um yeah this is this is pretty interesting um i'll I'll be honest i would have really liked to have like uh john c Riley come back and and like maybe it's like the two years before everybody shows up uh to to capture or kill kong and it's just John C. Riley living on the island with the uh, with the indigenous folks. It, well, who knows? Because right now there aren't there the story details are very limited with yeah. this. But I'm saying like it, uh, like live action, not not a cartoon. Oh, okay. So okay, yeah. Because Netflix that, that has done sense. this before with a cartoon. Like they have that ridiculous Fast and Furious Spy Racers show. Oh, I've never watched that. Yeah, I've so. never watched that. Well, I watched the preview and I'm like, I'm out. No, thank you. So the the thing is, and the big thing about obviously animation is what type of animation style they're going to have. If it's going to be something like, so I I haven't watched it yet, but there's the blood of Zeus and it's, I've heard heard decent things about it. I've watched the dragon prince, which I love that animation. And I love the, just the story itself. And then you have something like, um, what, what is it castlevania which is that more of that anime style mm-hmm. uh the sharp anime style there's kind yeah. of like different anime styles so i'm i'm curious to see what type of you know anime animated style they use but also it it, it is what so the kong skull island took place in in the 70s i believe so they have about 50 years to play 50 or 60 years to play with or something along those lines um, who knows how it, how, where it's going to go. It's, it's kind of interesting, but let's be honest. I'm waiting for the, you know, the title fight that's com- that's coming out in March 31st. Yeah. So, and we'll get to that, um, in a little bit. 
but uh but yeah okay so the next one which is just kind of kind of news um is apple's services record a 15.8 billion record 15.8 billion dollars in quarterly revenue um and so the apple services is things like apple tv plus apple music apple arcade apple fitness um apple music things like that which is crazy that's up 24 percent from the same period earlier uh last year which was 12.7 billion And, and you know so this is what gets us shows like ted lasso the morning show um, for all mankind, things like that. Um, Dickinson with Harry, Haley Steifeld. Um, but I don't know. I just thought this was really kind of an interesting to look, interesting thing to to bring up because Apple doesn't have like a ton of subscribers for this stuff. You know, I mean, it's not they're not on the level of like Netflix or Disney Plus, or I don't think they're even on right. the Netflix on the level of like the Peacock. But because like it's this whole ecosystem where it's got music and, and arcade and, and, and fitness and, and all the cloud storage and things like that. Like it's actually like a, like this is going to turn out a little bit of a commercial and this isn't sponsored or anything, but it's actually like a really good buy if you're in the Apple ecosystem. Right. So I don't know. Like I said, this is just, I just wanted to do like a quick hit on this one because I thought it was very interesting, but at the same time um, I was shocked at that number. <laughs> Yeah, it said like at the end of the article, it said um, that they have more than 620 million pay subscriptions, up from 140 million yeah. during the same period last year. So, um, but that's not all. Like, you know, that's like I think everything. That's just like everything. Like, yeah, I think so, it's everything. Because it's yeah. like there, there, there's some. So they have like um, plans where you can get everything, like for a monthly payment, or you can get like just music or just TV or just you know fitness, whatever um just arcade just cloud and and so you know those are 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 like way cheaper but that definitely like will like increase that user count but for people who have like just tv like i'd be interested to see what that is uh the other thing is when it launched um they gave everybody a free year for apple tv plus i'm really interested to see how many people keep it um honestly for me just because i have the whole thing uh, it's worth it just to keep it for the three seasons of Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they said uh, they also said that subscribers who signed up during the trial uh, have ha- will have had their free trial extended through July 2021. Yeah, I think they did that just because of the uh, pandemic and stuff. Yeah. So the uh, what what's what, what's your favorite? Uh, um version that people call it i like i like the cornholio sickness that's my favorite <laughs> the quick one is coof but i think yeah. modello is yeah is really good. eric july with the modello virus is, a, is definitely a good one too but uh luke um from we are change with the cornholio sickness is definitely <laughs> the core yeah. cornholio sickness so. i haven't heard that one i didn't hear yeah, that one. it's pretty funny one. um so all right so moving on we have teen titans news and and not the Teen Titans. Um, it's the TV version of Titans, um, which is okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we got Tim Drake casting news, and it's uh, I'm gonna butcher his last name, and I'm gonna guess it's Jay Lycurgo. 
That's that's what I heard somebody mention oh, it as. Cool. So anyway, um, so in this Variety article, it says Titans season three has cast Jay like Hergo in a reoccurring role of Tim Drake. So that's good. Um, but then they proceed, and I don't know if this came from the WB, which it wouldn't surprise me because they don't really understand their characters, or if this is just a ver- person from Variety who doesn't know. I think shit it's about from shit. the WB. Like okay. reading that again, it's from the WB's description of who okay. this character is so in Titans. It says here Drake is described as a streetwise kid who managed to grow up on the toughest streets without losing his indelible belief in heroism. His easygoing demeanor is backed by his near by a near genius mind a natural detective with a perception of detail far beyond his ears fans of the batman comic will recall that drake served as with batman as the third robin all right so this is like mostly jason todd what they're describing here yeah um tim drake was a rich white kid who lived next door to bruce wayne and figured out that he was batman because he noticed the first Robin looked different from the second Robin, and then the second Robin just all of a sudden up and disappeared, uh, because he uh, he met his end by a nine hundred number. Um, anyway, I want my money back. I'm not kidding. I, like that, that like I, I like Jason Todd as Red Hood, but I'm pissed, man. I voted to kill that little bastard. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, but no, and, and, and Tim Tim was. Tim figured out that, you know, Batman had gone off the rails after the second Robin disappeared, you know, and met an untimely end at the the end of a, a crowbar. Um, and so he put together two and two that Bruce Wayne is Batman. That is how he became Robin. He invited himself to the club. He wasn't discovered. Discovered. Um, he was... He forced it, he forced the issue, right? Which is why most Robin fans consider Tim Drake to be the greatest Robin, not the best like Batman sidekick, right? But to be the greatest actual Robin. I mean, the fact that he, you know, this, and again, the, one of these things they they could. Well, I mean, I know Titans is a lot different than the whole, you know, where he originally came from in the sense of batman being having robin as a sidekick but mm-hmm. i wonder how they're gonna if they're gonna kind of spin it that he figures out that dick grayson is nightwing or something along those lines but again like you were talking about with the cw not understanding their characters uh this is they, hbo max but still cw doesn't yeah. understand them either but yeah yeah <laughs> hbo max wb just wb in say, general yeah yeah they don't understand their characters because that when I read that, I was like, that sounds a lot like, and again, remember, I'm not a huge, the huge DC into the comics fan. I just read that. And I'm like, that sounds a lot like Jason Todd. Yeah. So, um, you know, and the other kind of elephant in the room is Jay LeCurgo. Um, Looks like he's a black guy. Yeah. Um, Tim Drake is definitely not black. Um <laughs> And, and like I was telling you before, like a lot of times he's drawn maybe a little more like Asian looking things like that. And, you know, it it definitely, I don't know. It's like, I don't know anything this kid's been in. So I'm definitely going to tamp down any expectations or, or like thoughts on this. But at the same time, like because they went with this streetwise kid who managed to grow up in the mean streets, like why? 
that's a fundamental change in Tim Drake. Right. So it's not Tim Drake anymore. You know who it could be is it could be Duke. Um, oh, shoot. I just lost his last name. Um, the the kid from We Are Robin who, like, you know, gathered all these teenagers because they loved Robin so much and, like, started a whole revolution in Gotham because of it. Uh, Duke Thomas. And, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, like, sure, have him play Duke. Um, of course, then people will complain because Duke is drawn very dark-skinned in the comic. But anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, honestly, I think because we still have Jason Todd running around and if he's just going to become Red Hood without like dying and coming back, this is so rushed. Like there's no need to add Tim Drake to this, to this show yet. No. And and again, this has been a problem with Titans because we, you know, we both like it in, in, in parts and see the potential, but this is the thing that they've done is particularly in season two is rushing Mm storylines which really takes away from some of the good characters they had and the good actors they that you know that they've had on there yeah and it's and this just looks like unfortunately looks like season three and again we don't know how you know jason todd's going to become red hood we're just assuming that he's just going to throw on you know the hood yeah he's just gonna he's gonna throw on the red mask and be you know oh i'm bad now um here's my biggest problem with titans uh, Akiva Goldsman, Jeff Johns, Greg Berlanti. Greg Berlanti needs to just stop producing all of the DC stuff. Because it, 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 it is, you know, he started strong with Arrow. He really started strong oh, with Arrow. Oh, absolutely. And yes. then it turned into garbage. Garbage. The entire Arrowverse became just nonsense. And, you know, I mean, they're already talking like the, the whole Batwoman thing. Uh, the second episode has the worst ratings um, of anything other than Charmed on the CW. Uh, you know, this is just, you know, th- this casting is just a virtue signal. This, um, you know, and, and I'm not, this isn't about this kid who they cast, right? Like, th- this is, this is again, the people who own the IP to the characters do not understand fundamentally who and what they are. Like, the fact that Dick Grayson spoiler killed the 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 monster that killed his parents yeah like that no that is not who it is who dick grayson is dick grayson you know they get him right in so many ways and then they get him then they turn around and just like show zero understanding of who he is yeah honestly i think the and character oh sorry go ahead i was just going to say funny enough lacurgos is also going to be in the batman movie um <laughs> not sure what type of character he's gonna yeah. play it kind of reminded me of what Marvel did with Alfre Woodard when she played. Oh yeah, she plays two Luke different Cage, characters, yeah. and then she played a role in Civil War. And I'm thinking, like, I mean, it, it didn't make a huge difference, but at the same time, it's like, why couldn't you get somebody else for that role? Well, she was in Civil War first. Yeah. So, right. but like, she was great in in Luke Cage. She was like one of the like her and Marsala Ali, um, and obviously Mike. Um, shoot forgetting last names um the guy who played luke cage they were mike coulter mike coulter yeah they were all fantastic they were in um misty knight um i just can't remember names Um, today anyhow simone missick simone missick yes yeah um yeah she was awesome i'm a big fan um plus she's really she's a really good actress um although i haven't watched that judge show that she's on because i don't watch anything on cbs because i'm not 90 uh (laughs) 
<laughs> anyway, all right. So the other half of this is they've also announced um, Savannah Welsh, Welch, Welch, not Welsh, Welch, um, is going to be their Barbara Gordon. Um, so again, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know anything that Savannah's been in. You said she was on a show six. I'd never heard of it. Um, I don't, I don't, I just don't know because again, I think they're, they're making fundamental changes because you pointed something out about this actress. Yeah, the, she. Um, what, it said like Welch herself is an amputee, and she lost uh, her, one of her legs after an accident in 2016. Yeah, um, which you know, awesome. But Barbara Gordon is not an amputee. She's not in a wheelchair because she lost her legs. She's in a wheelchair because uh, the Joker shot her through the stomach and through the spine. <laughs> and again, like it's fine if you want to make these changes. But, like, is she going to have lost her leg as Batgirl? Is she only going to be able to play Oracle? So, yeah. I I don't know, man. I, like, I, I was yeah, excited I, for season season yeah. three coming back. And and like both of these both of these casting announcements and just, let me rephrase that. Both of the 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 story elements that they're adding with these casting announcements or character descriptions make me less excited. And that's on top of knowing that Jason Todd's gonna become Red Hood. Yeah, and, and he's not gonna get beat way. to death by the Joker. And here's the right. thing, is you have a TVMA series, you have a chance to go for broke. But you know what they're not going to do? They're not going to put their precious Joker onto an HBO Max TV show. No, they're, they're not. Because they're going to be like, well, we're going to make a quote-unquote Joker movie with uh, Joaquin Phoenix, and it's going to be boring as fuck, and people are going to like say it's the greatest movie that ever happened, but they're just, again, I don't, I don't think, I don't believe anyone who says they love that movie. I love that movie. I don't believe you. No, I, I thought it was. I thought it was okay. I, it was awful. I like. I only, I wanted to get my money back from from that one yeah. so bad, but I sat through so, the whole yeah. thing. So they see they my my me. problem with that movie is not the movie itself, but the reactions. Like, I mean, you have. I I, I would say your reaction is on one side of. I, what I call just like like I don't think it's an awful movie, but at the same time you have people saying that this is like one of the greatest comic book movies ever, which it's not even close to being. It's like I'm in the middle in the sense of I watched it's one of those movies I watched once and I probably will never watch again. Well, unless somebody asks me, hey, will you watch this with me? I'm like, okay. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. But... I would never go back and watch it again, <laughs> not for any reason. Um, but no, the reason I don't like it is because Todd Phillips was not the right director for that movie. And Todd Phillips was not the right writer for that movie. I thought they had a fantastic cast and they, they like Joaquin Phoenix is, is I think one of the most amazing actors of our time, but I feel like he did this movie as an excuse to just sit around and smoke cigarettes all day. Yeah, but finish your thought again, and then we'll move on to your point, though. It again, it go, goes back to Titans in the sense of them not they could go for brokenness, just like you said. But they're playing it safe because they want to, like you said, they want to protect their properties mm -hmm. instead of 
instead of saying, hey, we have a chance to do something special with this TV show, let's do it. But yeah. no, they're tr they're doing like a lot of these shows do in the sense of trying to throw everything at the wall all at once and see what sticks instead right. of saying, hey, let's lean into our history with yeah. these characters. And, and, so. and Warner Brothers keeps wondering why this this whole DC franchise is faltering. That's the reason right there. It, yes, 100%. So, all right. Um, the last bit of news is the uh, the prize fight, which you mentioned. Yeah. Um, we have got in in the red corner, fighting out of the red corner, <laughs> we have Godzilla. And fighting out of the blue corner from his very own island, we have Kong. I loved this trailer. I loved it. I thought this trailer was fantastic. Yes. I I really enjoyed the trailer. I like I like how they had that slow build up mm -hmm. and then you hear the Again, one of the things I've loved about the Godzilla movies, like the the recent ones is the sound that they um that they use with Godzilla. Yeah. That 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 slow build up. And I like how they didn't show they showed enough to get my attention, but they didn't over they didn't overshow things. Yeah. At least for me. Yeah. You know? And I I was watching somebody's reaction to it and they mentioned how it looked like, you know, it looked like uh Kong was getting the better of Godzilla right? in the trailer, which means I think it's gonna be a they're they're holding a lot back, which I because you know, he's just not gonna right whip up on Godzilla like that. And I don't know if this was just a trick of light. And, and I haven't read any summaries as far as what's going to be in it, but it looked like there was a, a scene where it might be Mechagodzilla in it. I don't know. I don't know. It, it was like, just so it, great. I but, love the yeah. music. I love Alexander Sarsgaard. He's awesome. And, and the fact that he's in it now. We had Coach Taylor back. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's uh, we we had um Rebecca Hall, who I love Rebecca Hall. Yeah, I really um, like Rebecca. If Hall. you guys haven't seen the town, um, one, why are you living under a rock? But go watch that immediately. She's um, she that whole movie is amazing. The entire cast, oh, Ben Affleck un, un, is, you know, it, it's master storytelling. Um, another excellent Rebecca Hall performance is mr marston and the wonder woman yes and uh another one called tumble down with jason sudeikis who you know obviously we all know i love um <laughs> he's no andy samberg but he's my second favorite snl is he paul Rudd? uh i mean he's not a galactic treasure you know so <laughs> no but anyway um no, but Kong Skyle, it, like I can't, I couldn't, like you know, this movie could be horrible, right? And if it's horrible, I'll just go back and watch the trailer over and over again. Yeah, I just hope we get a lot of, you know, big monster fight and yeah. a little bit less humans. Um, the only humans I want to see are the ones who are collateral damage. <laughs> you yes, laugh, I, uh, you laugh like no, I'm joking. No. No, I 100% agree because the one thing these kaiju type movies and, and Transformers, when when they make their mistakes, it's trying to get us too involved with the human stories, mm -hmm. which people like us, we don't care about. Mm -hmm. What we want to see is we want to see kaiju or robots or whatever it is, big and nasty fight and just tear shit up. Right. That's what we want to see. 
Correct. We want to see some kaiju tearing shit up. That's what Pacific Rim got so right and what Pacific Rim, oh, Rim 2 got so wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, it's just, the first Pacific Rim was so... I love that yeah, movie. It's a classic. Um, okay. So now moving into the crux of the episode. Um, WandaVision. Right. Uh, well, there was no, there was no WandaVision. Uh, no, type, I know. Type of... Uh, What's it called? Thing this week. Um, we just were in the real. There was no red yeah. pill or blue pill this week. It was just living in the real, drinking um, weird protein paste, um, just, you know, trying to grow hair and, and regrow uh, atrophied muscles. <laughs> paste. <laughs> well, that's what they did on the Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I just... <laughs> Anyway, I just I just had that visual <laughs> that just that the, the with the yeah. look. Um, yeah. Okay. So this week's episode was we interrupt this program, um, and it was again directed by Matt Shackman, who has done all of them, and then it was written by Bobak S Esfajeri Esvin Johnny Esfar Johnny. Let's go with that one. And Megan McDonald, um, which we forgot to point out that last week, uh, Megan McDonald, who wrote last week's episode, is the writer for Captain Marvel. The Two, first one? The or... second one. The cup coming. Sorry. Oh, okay. okay. I got, so I got is she... caught up on the dose part there. Okay. Is so, she the sole writer? I do not know. I didn't look because I doubt I'm going to go see that movie. Um, you and I had very different thoughts about this episode, and we're, we'll dig more into it in our Patreon yeah. exclusive commentary. But I, I will say, um, this week, um, again, kind of non spoilery, there wasn't a whole lot of WandaVision, um, and it was a whole lot of, uh, um, kind of Marvel fan service. I, I I don't know if I would call it fan service. I would call it the, the there was a lot of the B and C team in there. Oh oh, you're way too high in the alphabet. <laughs> yeah, like it's like the O team, you know. Maybe maybe even I know. No, I'll call them the G team just because the government because the G man, <laughs> your G man here. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's funny. Yeah, when you so when I said C team, I just finished watching Hush, Batman Hush yesterday. Ooh, that's a good and, one. And uh, Nightwing called the Riddler the the C C lister. Yeah. Did you so. did you ever read the comic? Yeah, a while ago. Dude, the comic is the, the movie was fun. Oh, the, the comic, comic is, is so good. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it's yeah. it's yeah, it's a classic. Um, yeah. All right, so yeah, so we we kind of we well we pick up at the at the advent of the the blip um with folks returning from from wherever it is that the folks were yeah and 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 again it might be the whole in-game infinity war love but like the way this this episode started was perfect for me in a sense like there was just like just confusion and just again because we didn't really get to see in Endgame, what would happen when people return? You know, they played it for laughs in a way in Spider-Man: Far From Home, 
but we never got that okay what are people going to do when they when they wake up or when they get blit back or what what have you right and then this gave us and again granted it was only a couple minutes but it gave us a an idea of how hectic and how just you know panic stricken a lot of these people would be just popping up out of nowhere so i really like that part of it and that really drew me into this episode and made me wonder okay where are you going with this and you know we get obviously because of it we get uh what is her name uh monica rambo monica rambo slash geraldine i like geraldine better than monica rambo yeah so i really i really appreciated the start of the episode i loved the first three minutes of this episode loved like watching everybody reconstitute from the um the snapping was great yeah it was like you said it was it was one of those things that like we've been really really all wanting to see um and it's not like um the people who snapped back who blipped back in and they were on a plane and then just plummeted to their deaths um <laughs> you know uh but it was uh it was definitely very interesting um I thought the the way the one doctor responded to Monica and she's like, where have you been? Like you just disappeared. Like thinking that she just up and left um, was, was kind of cool because you know, all these people have been living for the last five years without those people. And then all of a sudden, especially seeing it in a hospital was, was kind of really awesome. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, just the, the chaos that was going on in that one area, just being a hospital and just imagine that going on worldwide. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah. It, it, it was a perfect start to the episode. Um, wasn't a perfect episode by any stretch. You know, no. again, we both have different opinions. I, I, I really liked the episode, but it, you know, there were definitely issues about it. Yeah. I, and it, I, did, and it, it was missing. Like you said, there was not much WandaVision. So it was missing that, hook in the sense of the two characters that this show is about right so so i i called this uh i told angel i said this is an explainer episode it's really oh, all this this was 100 percent explainer episode um i i'm curious if this has uh squashed a lot of the mefesto rumors um you know or, or theories that are going around or if this is kind of like a backwards House of M where she's like, more mutants. <laughs> um, Somebody made that joke a while ago uh, before I, I, the show series started. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> if if that's the case, I might rage quit Marvel altogether. Like, that is just the <laughs> dumbest thing. And it's like, are you yeah. kidding? Um, yeah, that would be – yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, do not do that. So, so Monica showing back up at S.W.O.R.D., where uh, she grew up in, apparently. Um, so S.W.O.R.D. has been around since the 90s, yet at the end... Did you finish Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I did not. No. Okay, I'm spoiling. You can spoil it. Spoil it. It's spoil been it. a year. Um, uh, well, maybe not a whole year. But anyway, so at the end of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., spoilers, they create S.W.O.R.D., essentially. They they didn't join S.W.O.R.D. They, you know, they're like, yeah, we're S.W.O.R.D. now. Um, and in this... They're like, hey, S.W.O.R.D. has been around since your mom invented it in the 90s when she met, you know, Captain O.P. And, you know, it's like uh, Marvel so, usually gets this stuff so right. 
I guess I would call Shield though an outlier for the simple fact that well because of how they do the time travel thing and some of the stuff they do in there maybe I don't think that I, I honestly think they like they've redheaded stepchild agents of shield from the greater MCU well I mean I it had a lot to... of bad to it <laughs> you know yeah oh absolutely <laughs> it wasn't did. until they started where they cut down to 13 episodes a season that it got really good so which hint hint other shows but yeah especially hello shows. yeah all shows just no more than 13 yeah. 10 is fine um disney plus does eight i'm perfectly okay with that uh but yeah. i will say seeing uh darcy lewis played by the wonderfully sarcastic cat denning was great to have back um and obviously uh lewis wong uh or i guess jimmy Wu, <laughs> played by the amazing randall park who Obviously, he has been practicing his, um, of yes. his close-up magic. Um, when when he did the card, if you haven't watched Ant Man two, um, the 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 very quick joke will be missed on you. But that was that was wonderful. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I think I don't want to go too much further into this because I don't want to talk about the end at all um, until we're doing the commentary right. because there is some cool stuff that happened that really it is worth talking about but i don't want to spoil it and you guys have to pay to hear that <laughs> and and i also i think i think this is going to be a series where getting from you know once it comes out like all the episodes are out mm -hmm. it's going to just kind of like we were talking about last week about you know episode seven and eight of the expanse go together i think this is one of those shows that will perfectly is a perfect example of from episode one to eight how important it is to get the whole picture because there are still questions out there mm -hmm. um and i think once we get those answers we'll be able to come back and look at certain things and say okay mm -hmm. this makes more sense here this is better because of what came after it versus when we saw it could yeah be. yeah maybe so. not um, I, I will say one thing is is when they kind of figure out that it's a TV show, we get to watch from their perspective, and we get to see some other things that didn't like quote unquote make the broadcast for the first three episodes. Yeah, so I, I did like that part. I just I thought that was really neat. No, I liked it, and it was uh, it was one of the one of the cool things about the episode this week. Um, but overall, I was a little disappointed. But I, I'll be curious. I'm, I'll be curious to see how certain people that didn't like the first couple episodes, unlike us. I mean, we both love the first couple, first few episodes. How they would react to something like this? Because, like you said, this is kind of an explainer, mm -hmm. and stuff happens. And I think certain people that might not have appreciated the first few, the first few weeks of this show might appreciate this more because to them stuff happens you know what i mean yeah, explainer see, explainers I was, happen i was disappointed because they told me so much they didn't show me as much as they've been showing me mm -hmm. right and they they, they told me right. this person yeah. is this this person is this 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 concept is this um the the one re one one other really cool thing is like kind of learning why the helicopter she found in episode two was a helicopter um, and then the, the beekeeper seeing how that person came to be 
and what happened to his tether I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> that was awesome. So, um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just. But yeah, there was a lot of tell in this. The, there, 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 there was, was a good so amount of tell. Much tell. And like mm-hmm. I said. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I would really like to hear from some people who didn't like the first couple episodes what they thought of this one. Yeah, if you didn't and like the first couple episodes. Kind of because and of... you're still watching, email us or hit us up on Facebook or something. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just. I don't know. I really, really. I, I, I had high hopes for Monica Rambo um, because of who she is in the comic. And I felt like what we got was a brat. Mm-hmm. So, um, and especially because I thought to, to, how do you say her name? To Yona Paris. To Yona Paris. Thank you. Um, I thought she was, yes. she was doing a fantastic job and like, she seemed super likable as like the weird ass Geraldine uh, who didn't know why she was where she was. Um, and the, the kind of cliffhanger that they left us on um, with like, she has no home. Uh, I was just, I, I just, I was not, I, I hope there's redeeming qualities to the characters. All I got to say. Yeah. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, again, I didn't have the same issues with right. her as you did. Although there were a couple of things we agreed on mm-hmm. as well that kind of, we both caught, but yeah, well, well, it'll be interesting to see how her character develops the second half of the season because this is the halfway point right now. Yeah, we're, um, we're um, we are in the home stretch at this point. We're in the in the back half of the season. Um, yeah, we're not quite at the end game, but we're no, we're nowhere near the end game yet. <laughs> um, no, I mean, well, end game already happened, so <laughs> we're at the whatever the next end game is. So, <laughs> end game yeah. part two, Electric Boogaloo. Um, we're not there yet. So, but yeah, yeah, and, and it's, I, I have to say, there's just still a lot of questions about what's going on for in this show. Even though they did show us, tell us a lot, there's still a lot of unanswered questions. So, it'll, I'll be curious. Yeah, to see which what I like that there's unanswered questions. You know, that's what I want. Oh, I, I, I like that too. I don't. I don't want them to tell me everything. Yeah, I don't like getting spoon fed stuff. I. I, I really don't. I, it's because I like you didn't grow up getting to stuff. You didn't grow up getting trophies handed to you. You you had to try and earn. No. Them. So. Yep. That's why. That that's so. you know, that that's why it's okay for us to wait for things. And like to be honest, like knowing this is leading into Spider Man three, um, you know, multi home, and uh, multitude of madness, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange too. Um, you know, it's like I. If they didn't explain anything in this series and it's other than like, hey, we've opened a multiverse, I would have been perfectly fine with that and be like, we'll explain more next season, you know, or we'll explain more in Spider-Man or we'll explain more in Doctor Strange. Like, like, get me excited for that stuff and then let me know it's going to tie together like the Marvel stuff has been tying together because a lot of the things we keep seeing. It just I'm not excited for phase four and beyond. Yeah, I'm yeah, I I'll just say I, I agree with that. You like know? I don't care about the Eternals. I, not at all. I'll wait till that hits Disney. But it was Plus the best watch. pitch that, Yeah. <laughs> That's where it might start off. 
No, I mean, I mean if they haven't released Black, if they haven't released Black Widow yet, they're not releasing anything on Disney Plus Marvel wise. Yeah, I, I think that's gonna, that they're well. It just depends on whatever ever hap- happens this year, as far as you know what they if they just decide you know what screw it we're gonna release it in the theaters. Yeah, because that's again we that's what they need to do, yep. and that might help theaters. So. so and I have no problem with going to see a movie. You know, I, I really want to see Black Widow, Eternals, not so much. Shang Chi, meh. Yeah. So yeah, to your point, I yes, I'm I'm absolutely excited for Doctor Strange too, but that's what a year and a half, two years away. Absolutely excited for Spider Man three. Excited for um Ant Man Quantum Mania. Mm-hmm. But those are, you know, down the road. So decades so, away at this point. But like what they have in the can- <laughs> Yeah. It it might as well be. So, but what they have in the pocket right now with like the Eternals, I'm, yeah, I, I don't know. The most exciting thing about the Eternals is I think Thanos is going to be in it. So no, the most exciting thing about the uh, Eternals is Kamal Johnny got ripped. Dude, dude got Man. ripped, seriously ripped, and, and it's impressive. Oh. Like, like it was impressive when Chris Pratt got ripped, right? But like, go watch Stuber. And then imagine Kamal Nanjani ripped, and you're like, "Oh my god!" I like, good on you, dude. Good on you. So, anyway, all right. Um, so if you want to hear us talk more about this, because we're actually gonna talk about the Pirates and Princesses op-ed, um, in 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 our our Patreon exclusive thing. So, yeah. All right, let's get to Winnipesaki. The penultimate episode. That is one of my favorite words, by the way. Penultimate. I don't know if you know that about me or not, but yeah. um, (laughs) So, uh, like, you're the penultimate host, like (laughs) co-host. I don't know about that. You could be. I'm kidding. Um, No. uh, (laughs) So no. uh, I keep calling it Lake Winnipesaukee. the episode even though that's not what it was uh this again we we were talking about this before we we started to to air there is a a a section of this episode that i feel like they should have just dumped outright and given us more of the good stuff yeah and i it was my least by far my least favorite part of the episode um yes and you know, I know I liked last week's episode a little more than you. Um, right. I, I'm guessing you probably liked this episode more than me. Yeah, because what I liked about it, I loved about it. And there was only one thing I didn't like at all. And then there was some other stuff that was – there was one other thing I was lukewarm about. Okay. So, But um, – um, yeah. So some things I really liked, because I want to start off on positive note. I really liked that the mm-hmm. Screaming Firehawk had damage to one of the little um, shuttlecock um, like protuberances out of the back um, from when that missile exploded that we had not seen yet. I yeah. thought that was really cool and a nice like yeah. bit of continuity. Um, we have not gotten nearly enough Bobby and Alex um, this season. And that that is that is a, a high crime against expansedum. Oh, absolutely. And 
I, I was thinking when I watched it again this morning, and that's when I saw them, you know, in the Screaming Firehawk. That was the first thing I went through my mind. It's like, we just did not get enough of these no. two characters. No, not at season. all. I mean, we got a little bit of them on Mars, and then they stuck him in the shuttlecock and sent him out into space. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and then the other thing that we needed more of was the Rossi. We got a little bit, and it was more Bull and Monica telling Holden, no, you can't go after Naomi. We don't have the fuel for it. And, you know, I don't think they realize who they're dealing with. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I did. I love the look Holden gave Bull when he said yeah. that. Yeah. Or no, when he said no, he said um, that everything is just ends up dead, and he's like, "Sorry, oh yeah, wrong choice, right. of words. wrong choice of words." Um, because Holden's still running around with armor on. Like he's yeah, so, ready. He's ready to, in 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 prison terms, he's ready to cut a bitch. <laughs> yeah, and also. You know, to kind of piggyback off what we said about Alex and Bobby, we have not gotten enough hold in this season. No. Um, well, I told you, I and... don't think Steve Strait could be uh, listed as the head of the the cast right now because he's had he's essentially a recurring reoccurring character. Yeah, he is, and I understand because of how everything is developing and it's from a story standpoint why they are you know why everybody's separated but with that being said especially particularly this episode we should have been able to get more holden and less of drummer and as drummer and her crew and well, all that drama. In, in nemesis game holden is on Tycho for most of the book and he's putting together why all these ships are disappearing and where these ships are going like Right. With the free navy and with the gate, the ring gate and, and certain things. And, you know, like we didn't have any of that. We didn't have him hiring the the lady to break into the free navy code base and, and you know, and uh, Medina Station. And, you know, it, it, it's just they sidelined the the cornerstone of the show. Right. And one of the things we've been very, you know, um, complimentary about this show is how they've taken stuff and parsed things from the book mm -hmm. and put it to screen. And, you know, I, I have to say that this, as much as, don't get me wrong, I really enjoyed the season. Uh, from as a whole, I really enjoyed the season. But there have been decisions they've made where, I haven't been particularly fond of especially and I'm, I'm focusing in on their treatment of Holden's character and what they haven't really done with him. Right. And that's, uh, that's, that's no, that's not probably that's definitely my number one gripe for this, for the season. Mm -hmm. And then secondly would be Bobby and Alex. So, yeah. And then I'm going to add a third one to that. And it's the stuff happening back on earth because earth got a major attack. And it seems mm -hmm. like it is such a small, isolated thing to wherever Amos happens to be at the moment. I guess in that, and again, 
so I I really enjoyed everything that happened with you know the whole Amos mm-hmm. thing on Winnipesaukee. Yeah. But are you talking? Do you mean like they're not? You're you're not really getting the full. You don't get the scope of, of the fact that Earth is dying. Right. Okay. You know, like we 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 open yeah. the episode. No, you really don't. We open the episode with Avasarala, um, you know, putting Arjun's digital headstone in the spinny vortex of headstones. Um, and, and like you, you get a, a view of that, right. Where it when it pans out and you see that it's going, you know, however high this ceiling of, of that dome is, um, but there's a whole lot of white space in between each one of those, um, title cards or, um, whatever digital gravestones. And, you know, it, it's like, okay, these are just the people from Luna who are putting their, their dead ones, um, you know, dead friends and family up for, for remembrance. But like, we're, we're not, we're not hearing anything about the fact that like, you know, uh, there's a nuclear winter coming. There is uh crops faltering um, all over the place. They didn't bother to like touch on Holden's parents at all. No, the, the, the what a few episodes ago or earlier on, they said he'd lost contact with them. Right. That was but it. He's, Again, that's that's another thing where they've kind of dropped like in in Holden's story they've dropped the ball on, mm-hmm. and that that is something. As much as he wants to find Naomi, he very much would want to be try to make contact with his parents, and right. they not not they've not even given him a scene where he's trying to make contact with them. No, again, none, or none dropping whatsoever. a message to them, like because he care he does care about those people. He's just never going back to you know. Well, I mean, he went back to Earth already, but. You know, um, yeah, it's just, I don't, I mean, you know, again, I love what they've done with Naomi this season. I really do. And I feel like some of that has also been at the expense of the rest of the story. Yeah. Um, And again, she she didn't get a lot of time this week, but again, Dominic Tipper in the short time she does get. Yeah. I mean, just continues to impress and. The, the the she makes she is Dominique Tipper is, is crushing it this season. So I'm not necessarily complaining about like, oh, you know, her uh whatever is is too much. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like we learned way more about Marco and Philip than we needed to. Um they've almost humanized Philip too much. I could see where you're, where you're saying that. Uh, and I like how you said almost it's, it's that, that that's a tough one for me. I would actually, as much as I, I do like what they've done with him, I would rather them have pulled back a little bit and focused a little bit more on our core characters. Yeah. Cause any kind of redemption that Philip may or may not get will not be earned at this point. It's just literally going to be given. And they've also made us, well, part of this is because Keon Alexander is amazing. Um, Marco was far too likable because we've spent so much time with him. It's like, um, like I told you when I saw it, which I still never saw chapter two, um, but it chapter one, like by the end, because there was so much Pennywise, it's like, oh, he's kind of cute. Oh, look at that cute dancing clown. Oh, I just want to pat his head. Here, eat my hand. I don't care. So, You're so cute. 
So the less you want to go, that less is more. Route. Absolutely. Like, you know, like, like Marco just, yeah, for is a villain, be, yeah. I think. Unless it's their story, mm-hmm. like, for instance, Infinity War, Infinity War was stand. It wasn't about the Avengers. It was about Thanos. Correct. And so when you have that, OK, because that, that's different. But in something like this, I can see, I absolutely I agree where less is more. And as much as I've loved Keon Alexander's performance, which again, it's been brilliant. If they would parse down a few scenes here and there and then redistributed it to our, you know, again, our core cast, I think that would have made for a more satisfying season for me. Yeah. I mean, as much as I like, I do, again, I like the season. Yeah. You've got the EarthGov all like, which Belcher stronghold are we going to bomb next? Right. Um, they they've done nothing to show us that like other than the fact that like allegedly Marco and Aris dropped some earths or some 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 rocks on Earth, they've done nothing to sh- to warrant that level of response because we haven't seen the Free Navy wiping out ships. It the season has been well. The season was allegedly. supposed to be this. Well, no, but I know it's not allegedly. But this this season's supposed to be like expansive and like showing how big the galaxy has gotten. And we just have these, but, no yeah. pun intended. Um, we have these just tiny pockets of people that we're we're, we're getting glimpses at, at a time in, in space. Um, honestly, the only characters that we've seen where there's any level of of um, danger or stakes is Amos. Yeah. Well, well, I guess Naomi too, just because like she keeps taking in so no. much CO two, and she's yeah. obviously going to have lung issues after this. Um, she's going to be able to Ooh, sue yeah. for the mesothelioma, mesothelioma, whatever those commercials were when we were kids. Remember, if you breathe in asbestos, call this number. Um, oh, yeah, mesothelioma. <laughs> that's what it is, mesothelioma. Um, yeah, she's going to, she's yeah. definitely going to be having like some, some lung issues from there where she's going to be a part of a class action lawsuit against the free Navy, I assume. Um, but yeah, it's just, you, you're, that's a great point you just made about, you know, showing the pockets, uh, again, if, when this was on the sci-fi channel, you understood because, you know, mm-hmm. they had limited budget and everything. If something like, and again, don't get me wrong. Sci-fi did a great job with the show. I would have. I was going to. Ex- I was expecting more. Like for example, they they mentioned there was a firefight between you know the free ma- five free navy ships and then some Martian and right. they, some UN ships. Right. And we get the report on what happens from the free navy. But that's though. it. From yeah, from right. that horrific Carol character. Oh god. Yeah. So, um, you know. E- we don't see the UN actually talking about like, well, we lost a, a capital ship and the Martians lost two Donager class ships. And, you know, oh, my God, yeah. they sank my battleship. You know, we're not getting any of that. And, and you know, the one scene where we saw, um, oh, shoot, the Pella, uh, whatever he renamed it, um, flying through. And you saw those those, you know, free Navy ships. It's like, is this all they have? No, it's not. They they have they have hundreds of no. of, of ships, and yeah, it's and it, just yeah. and they have the proto model. Yeah, it, it goes beyond. Yeah, it goes beyond showing too, because there's there are certain instances, like you said, they could have said, you know, could have talked about on, no, on Luna, I should say, yeah, on Luna, 
you know, what are the capabilities of this free Navy? Mm-hmm. It, they, we've never gotten that. No. We've gotten, okay, we need to, we need to strike back. Yeah. And that's it. And so. no, there have been no type of, you know, brainstorming, like what are their capabilities? You know, where, you know, what are their locations? What, any of this stuff that would go into a battle plan, we have gotten just say, okay, where should we strike? That's it. Right. Like not okay. What are our resources? What you know? What are the Martian resources as far as ships and stuff like that? What what is the UN? You know, wh- where are our battle battle class cruisers at? Where where are these at? None of that stuff. None of that type of chess of you know positioning assets has gone on. No. And this absolutely would have gone on. Like the fun and political. It's, it's, de- it's become a detriment. Yeah, the fun like political side to this show is completely gone. Completely yeah. gone. Like Absaralla's machinations was... and like what you're talking about. Like it, it should have been that game of chess between Anaros and everybody else. Yes. It, absolutely. And one when, when I said like my issues like that meh, that this is a mm-hmm. part of it because yeah. yes, there were a couple cool aspects, but it it, it in a way it came it came off as more preachy and less mm-hmm. about okay what do we have to do to one shore up our defenses of earth and two go after the son of a bitch yeah that we get we get none of that we just get people saying okay we're gonna do this because of reasons yeah all right so the other thing instead of this episode being called Winnipesaki, it should have been called uh the the demoralization of kamina drummer So I told you before we started when we when this season first started and you saw Oksana as far you know being oh, I can't remember the word she uses of what she means to her wife Kamina but I really liked Oksana yeah yeah I remember I, I really like this character I've done a complete 180 on her and and one of the things I wrote yeah when I take notes uh I mean I'll just read. Uh, for um, the drummer and Oksana, they're going to be finished. There's no way they're they're going to be able to you know make up after this because yes, we understand Oksana is scared for herself and then those she loves, mm-hmm. but the way she is treated, you know, you know her lover, her wife, her captain, right, is nigh unforgivable. <laughs> nigh unforgivable. I love it. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, I told you when when Drummer was talking to her and, and Oksana was in the airlock, Drummer should have just spaced her. <laughs> and, man, Kara G, again, I, like we talk about Keanu Alexander. Yeah. Just, I love her as Drummer. Like, I, she's yeah. like, how much shit do I have to take for you to respect me? Right, right. And and I'm sorry, but, like, if if she doesn't kill Carol at some point, like why why put her through this you know why um yeah it's so and i know knowing where the character's going right is is one thing just from the books because i it's there's no way they're not gonna do what she ends up doing right but the fact that they're making us wait a whole season um this kind of felt this season, like in in retrospect, looking at it as a whole, it kind of feels like season three of Lost, where 
they just decided to spin their wheels for 10 episodes. And, you know, they've given us some cool stuff, but like we're, we're in no different place from when they launched the rock at the end of season four. And this episode highlights that to me greatly. I, my, it's so everything for me, honestly, it started off very well as, as, moving forward and again we're talking things can be good and sit still but a, a show like this you need to move forward right it's and a shark this does kind of yeah and this this episode especially particularly with drummer's character and how we how little we've gotten of hold and and you know and some of the things it, it is kind of, i can see where you're talking about you spinning in the the only one that's kind of been really moving forward consistently has been amos right and that's because he has to go from place to place <laughs> yeah you know he had he had to, he had to go to baltimore and you know and find eric and from there he you know he, him and peaches had to get to you know winnipesaukee they had to get the ship working they had, they had to get up to luna now they're mm-hmm. on their way to luna he's been consistently moving forward in a satisfactory way for me mm-hmm. everyone else has had pockets of great exa- or, you know have pockets of entertaining you know scenes and you know poignant things but yeah like you said again with the whole Avizarala thing spinning in place mm-hmm. you know the drummer thing spinning in place you know Naomi didn't get a lot you know she has to be in place that's you know right. just because of but but Naomi's character has moved forward you know like oh yeah, Na- oh, Naomi, yes. like Naomi got the lion's share of the season and that there's nothing wrong with that, you know, but the fact that they, they, they did all these little side stories that didn't, haven't gone anywhere, you know, ever since Naomi left on the Chet's Mocha, it has just been that she left on the Chet's Mocha and, and how will she survive? Yeah. And, and honestly, as much as, like I said, we've liked Keon Alexander, we really haven't needed to see him that much. We shouldn't, they could have cut in half how much we've seen him since Naomi, mm-hmm. you know, jump ship. Right. And it would have been fine. Right. So I don't know. Um, you know, I, I think, I think they have a lot to do in the season finale. And if it's only, you know, 45, 50 minutes long, it's not going to be long enough. And, they're going to leave us on such a cliffhanger and we have no idea when the show is coming back. It's just going to be, it's going to be kind of disappointing um, because the season did start off super strong and it's just kind of fizzling here. Yeah. And it's not that it's going to be a cliffhanger. It's going to be an unfinished cliffhanger. Yeah. You know, there are cliffhangers right. that, I mean, an expanse has done such a good job, not just from seasons, but from episode cliffhangers. Right. And I, I, and I believe I agree with your point in the sense that there's going to be something incomplete about it. It's not just because we're going to be left hanging. It's we're going to be left hanging and we didn't get what we deserved. Correct. From a story perspective. So, but again, I did love everything with like, I did love, you know, everything about Amos, you know, the whole Winnipesaukee saga, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. I mean, we haven't even with talked Amos about that. And peaches. And so Eric, I mean, all of that was great. I just got to say, private security has no idea what they're dealing with when it comes to Timmy. And, uh, yeah, like, the, the these people, like, kind of try and step to Amos because they think he's just some dumb guy. And it's like, um, he's 
one of the more brilliant battle tactician people like that they have <laughs> in the show. Yeah, oh, ab- yes. Like he could do Delgado's job and be great at it. <laughs> yeah, uh, although he'd probably need uh, our boy Holden to. Kind well, of he would need Holden to temper him from you know going out and just straight yeah. up murdering everybody. But you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we we don't need murder clause there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and yeah, watching see how seeing how much Clarissa has changed. Uh, for better or for worse, and the reason I said that last part is because you know in that scene where you know with, was it I think it's Pinkwater security. Yeah, it's Pinkwater. And you know they, I love Eric. He's like, dude, this is the worst <laughs> shakedown I've ever seen in my life. The look, the look that he gave to Amos was just like they're like, oh god, look at what these two are trying to do, or look what these guys are trying to do <laughs> yeah. with us. Should we just kill them now? And you know. Uh, yeah, to your point, like for better or for worse, Clarissa uh, got a lot of people killed this episode. Oh, absolutely. Because that's what Amos says. It's like, you know, they're going to come back, right? And yeah, it, you know, I, I don't remember what movie that was or what show, but it was like, I'm paraphrasing. It's like sometimes people need a killing. <laughs> and, you know, this is an example of, you know, if you're in it's a, a situation where, basically chaos is going on or if you're in mad max's world this is not this this is no longer civilized society and that's a perfect example of yes for better or for worse she she has changed which is great but she put people's lives neatly needlessly at risk because she's changed instead of letting the people who know this situation deal with it in the way it needed to be dealt with Mm mm-hmm um, your quote is from a book, The Night Trade. Did you ever watch that? Uh, or read that? I don't know. I don't know. I, the quote is: wonder, "Some people just need killing." So, but you know, it, it still, still works. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, it, it's I don't know. Like this was a. Uh, oh, it was from World of Warcraft. As well. Sorry. Um, no, yeah, I, like the thing though is like Clarissa did what needed to be done at one point as well in the episode. Yes, she did. <laughs> and, and so you know, I think because you know, and, and again, this is things where they showed us what was happening with her this whole time, and she's trying to be a good person, and she thinks being a good person is saving everybody. Um, and you know, she's. She's seen, she saw the forgiveness that Holden gave to her by not spacing her. And she sees uh, Kindred Spirit in Amos as far as like a monster. And that's how she views herself. But, you know, as she's gotten to know Amos, she realizes like, yes, he's a monster, but also he's trying to, you know, not be. And so her trying to not be was just an overcorrection. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, there you is know, no, not, not at all. And, and right. you know, I joking, you know, she got a lot of people killed. I mean, she really did. But like, she didn't mean to it. That wasn't her intention. Um, and at the same time, you know, she was able to to save a lot of people because she understood like, hold on, I have to have a balance here. And I love the fact that we only heard the screams. 
I did like that. Yeah. Like again, that's that that's that like jaws in the water thing. Because when when she killed the guy on his homestead, um, you know, you just saw her like like that frantic like uh Chris Nolan style of fighting. Um, you know, where it's just up close, just shaking the camera as someone screams. Um you know, that that was okay, but I would have much rather seen the aftermath. Um, like we got to. Um I, I will say my my favorite scene of the entire episode was her and Timmy in the cockpit. And Timmy's Eric. like or Eric, sorry, her and Eric in the cockpit when when he says, Why does he call you Peaches? And she's like, I don't know. Why do you call him Timmy? And he's like, Cause that's his name. Like he got all offended. Um and she's like, Should I ask? Should you? I ask? And he goes, I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love their like their conversation. Yeah, that was that was my favorite scene. Or you know, their, the action scene, you know, the shootout was mm-hmm. great. I yes. mean, to when you were talking about the only one that's been in peril has been Amos. And for and again, I know he wasn't gonna die, but then at the same time, like when he gets that ricochet and he's just like stunned, just yeah. like walking around and then Hutch grabbed, which again, by the way, I, I really like her. Yeah, shout out to Hutch. Much. She was great in the book and she was even better in the show. Because yeah, uh, I, I don't remember the actress's name who plays her, but she she brings like your favorite word to the table with that character because gravitas gravitas because she controls <laughs> she's able to she's able to to seamlessly go back and forth between what Amos's world is and what Timmy's world is or right. Eric's world is Eric's world Timmy yeah. <laughs> That's not the other thing all I can think of is when he calls him Timmy um but yeah Yeah so I I really I I I look at Clarissa or peaches mm-hmm. as a de facto for now holding for Amos okay. because again to, to your point you said you know she saved lives because if she wasn't there Amos wasn't going to help those people no, get away he was going to kill those saw, people n- well though no not no, just I'm the, talking um, about the, the winter staff yeah oh yeah he yeah, he, he just killed them to make them go away yeah because and again because she was there he walked away he was like okay we can't help you bye peace do whatever you got to do peace out bitches but you know it's because of her that he that those people got away Mm -hmm. and like he even tells uh timmy or timmy see i'm doing it now (laughs) he even tells he even tells eric like when eric looks at him after he's like shut up (laughs) it's like just just shut up (laughs) shut up richard (laughs) (laughs) so yeah Um, everything on there and again the the talk that they have uh, the talk to eric and peaches has about tribes and everything like that yeah that was another that was another very human moment of mm-hmm. you know these two people and eric was like i love he's like jesus where did we get where did he get you at <laughs> serving a light life, um, life sentence for multiple homicides and he just like looks over at her like, i'm gonna be a lot nicer to you <laughs> yeah. it's a great line <laughs> oh anyway um, yeah i mean so there was actual good stuff but at the same time this episode really highlighted all all of the flaws in this season yeah. all of them and and i think it's one of those things to me is because i've liked these episodes so much individually for the most part i haven't seen the cracks in the foundation as much as and this episode really shows those cracks to me well it's because the whole drummer free navy thing was a gaping sinkhole that is bringing the rest of the story down when 
the parts of the Free Navy that have elevated this show are now suffering because of what's happening on the with the drummer ships. Yeah. I'd agree. And that has nothing to do with Kara G, by the way. She is she is awesome. It's everyone around her. So I was thinking, and, and I wrote this down in my notes. Um, whenever it's one of her crew communicating with someone else when when drummer's not in the room, those scenes drag because neither Oksana or Carol, I feel, are very good actresses. They're not engaging. Like I just I I really don't care. It's like Okay, get to just say what you're gonna say and bring drummer back in, because then it gets interesting. Because then you guys have to work to act up to Carrie G's level, and she brings yeah, you I, up to her level. Let's 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 I really can, put it that way. Yeah, I there is something missing, and I did see. I guess with Carol and Oksana, I wasn't sure if it was because I just can't stand those two characters anymore, mm-hmm. and not in a sense of, and it's not like I can't stand. Um, Marco, but I love watching him on screen. Right. It's I just I can't stand the characters, and they're not engaging enough to make me care about that. Well, char- their so I'm going to disagree for a second. They've given a ton of red meat to Carol and Oksana to play with this season, and neither one of them have been playing with fire. Oh no! What I mean by like engaging, I'm talking about the actors and actresses themselves. Yeah, that's what I'm saying too. Yeah. Those actresses yeah. have been giving a given a ton of red meat to play with yeah. and they're not up to that task yeah oh yeah so yeah so we, we agree it's just yeah. you know they 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 they're not they're not cooking with gas as uh guy fury would say <laughs> 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 yeah uh yeah i don't know so i think out of um five pink water soldiers dead in the snow i'm gonna go with a three for this episode yeah, I have it at a three point five. So yeah, do you like that one? Dead pink water, soldiers. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. All right. So I don't know. It's it's just. I'm re- I'm really I'm really hoping that we get some, we get shocked and it's like a ninety minute finale, dude. We have to. Um, you know, I, I'm not I'm not watching previews or, or reading any like synopses for what's coming or, or anything like that. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I haven't either. I, sometimes yeah, I have to watch out because I follow the page on Instagram and they'll send it. They'll show a scene from an, a coming up episode. Yeah. So I just you mean at this that. point your Instagram the uh, the algorithm isn't just showing you CrossFit girls. <laughs> They have because jujitsu and all this. I, I'm all my, mine is like almost all one wheel. <laughs> <laughs> so. How many one wheel pages are there? Oh, do you have on there? Th- th- probably millions. I don't know, thousands at least. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's great. Uh, it's an awesome community. The people are amazing. Oh, it's it's. Let me rephrase that. It's all one wheel and then yak face. Um, <laughs> I stopped so. following yak face just because <gasps> I didn't want to like. Like when I say stop following, I hit Yak Face because I'm trying to temper how much stuff I get. So if I can't see it, then I don't know it's there. All right. So here's a funny Yak Face story. And if you guys know what we're talking about, you know. And if not, just go look up Yak Face on uh, Instagram. Um, so he posted the Mall and Ahsoka uh, Vintage Series figures 
and it's like these are from Dorkside, so I just went to Dorkside and I pre-ordered them, and then I sent the link to everybody, and everyone's like, oh, "This is a 404 page," and it's like, I never get lucky like that, where like they accidentally put something up and I get to pre-order it. Never, ever, ever. I'm always the <laughs> I'm always the last one, and I'm always like, I might if I get it, it's like. I got it, and then nobody else is getting it. I'm like the very last one, and <laughs> I'm never, I'm never just, you know, so. And I was like, I was worried for a second too, but then I got the confirmation email, so I was like, whew, and then I checked back today, and it's in my pre-orders. So, um, but that being said, I have far too many pre-orders for toys going on right now. Yeah, I cut down a couple. Like I, I canceled a couple. Yeah. Um, well. Like, I want that Commander Bly. I need to finish out with Sabine and Hera uh, in, a, in Ahsoka for the new Rebels figures just because I have to have them all, you know, and that marks the third. It's like Pokemon, got to catch them all. Yeah, but it marks the third of those, like, figures I have. Um, but, like, I have the Ahsoka Hot Toy pre-ordered, and that's not even until next December <laughs> or this December, December 2021. And I was oh, looking wow. at I was looking at some hot toy stuff and it's like uh spring twenty twenty two. I'm like, hmm, I think I might need to pre order this and I have not, but you know. <laughs> um but like I have a Zuko. Like, you know? like uh the Aang and Korra statues I have, I have a Zuko one Zuko one pre ordered now. <laughs> so that was pretty those, those Dude, pretty the Zuko one is looking. so sweet. Because one is season yeah. three Zuko, and two is season three Zuko from when he's fighting Azula. So um which is hands down my all-time favorite animated scene ever. Yeah, so. I haven't gotten there yet. I'm Dude. I'm almost finished with season two. So, yeah, so. their their Agni Kai at the end is is amazing and beautiful, and like it gets dusty every time I watch it. Um, <laughs> so yeah. All right. Um, on that note, do you got anything else? Nope. All right. Uh, thanks to Matt and Julian for for helping us out on Patreon. You guys can join them by going to Patreon.com slash infamous podcast and sign up we've got a bunch of cool perks i got a ton of cool stickers just waiting to be mailed to you um if you back uh our our, our top tier there is a t-shirt in your future and we have cool ass t-shirts thanks to flying pork apparel um we do have cool shirts yeah i really like that last one you got me oh the x-men Krakoan. It says infamous podcasting yeah. crew Cohen. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, you know, the hat, the hat is really cool. Um, I finally got the bills properly hillbillied. So very excited <laughs> between that and my make Orwell fiction again. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. On that note, thank you guys for listening and we will talk to you next week. And don't forget our WandaVision, um, commentary is up now if you're hearing this on sunday or after it it went up on saturday night so thanks for listening the infamous podcast is recorded in kings mills ohio just north of cincinnati with new episodes out every sunday you can find more information about the show online at infamouspodcast.com we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Infamous Podcast. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcasting app. If you're enjoying the show, consider giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Or check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash infamous podcast. 
for our new tiers of rewards. GFS Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Brian Tudor, with music provided by Michael Henry from MichaelHenry.com. You can find me on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Brian Tudor. So, whenever you're listening to the show, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time.